Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, currently featuring Steven Universe, Star vs. the Forces of Evil, Samurai Jack, and Mike Tyson Mysteries. I'm Justin Cummings, and today I'm joined by Andy Potter. Shalom! Today, Andy and I are talking about my Iowa State Cyclones! Oh man! Oh, oh wait, they they're behind now. I'm kidding. We're talk. We're actually talking about episodes three and four of season three of Mike Tyson Mysteries. Oh, and if you did not get that joke, then this is not the episode for you. And you should go watch it before you come back and listen to this. Michelle's not here, which means my pun filter is off. Oh, I'm fine with that, dude. Let's just do it. Let's do it. Yay! Um, yeah. So today, Andy and I are talking about the episodes of Love Letters and all about that bass. Um. <laughs> Oh, man. I, this is gonna be a long episode. This is gonna be a weird episode. Andy and I have crawled out of our holes from watching E3 coverage to discuss this, which we will then promptly crawl back into our holes to watch the Bethesda press conference. But we took time away from our busy day of watching IGN live streams because we love you all at Overly Animated. And yeah. we love this show, kind of. We think. Kind of. <laughs> We're I not entirely I... sure. I, I think kind of is just a good description for this show. Like, you can start any sentence about the show and just say, kind of. It's about a, pig- a talking pigeon, a ghost, Mike Tyson, and a little Asian girl. Kind of. Like, any any sentence works like that. Yeah. If you somehow missed our last uh, Mike Tyson episode, this is only our second one, so you can easily get caught up. You can find that podcast, along with all our podcasts, at OverlyAnimated.com, or by searching Overly Animated on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. So, let's start with love letters. Uh, actually, before we get into love letters, uh, one of our patrons here at Overly Animated, Hugh, he sent me some very long emails. Thank you, Hugh. There's a lot of information there, a lot to digest. I'm going to give you the summary, Andy. And we can talk okay. About this a bit. The summary is basically, do you think this show is part of like an attempt to get some goodwill back from Mike Tyson? I... Don't want to comment on that personally. You can comment on it. I just feel that I don't know enough about the Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson's personal life to make a comment on that, and so I won't. All right. I personally, I I, I know more than I did. Thank you, Hugh. Um, but yeah. So basically, there was some charges against Mike Tyson back in '92. I know about that. I know about that stuff. I just don't. Yeah. It, that's before I was born. So. That was a year before I was born. So it's before both of us were born. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what happened. I don't pretend to know what happened. Like I wasn't alive by a long yeah. shot. I'm not condoning what he was charged of doing. I, I need to be very careful with, with with what we say here, but obviously we don't condone any criminal behavior at overly animated. And Except the crime of being too nice. Except the crime. Remember, kids, no one can send you to prison for reading. <laughs> oh man! But um, I think ultimately, if it is, at least we got a funny show out of it. You know what I mean? Just to be completely careful around the subject. If it is, I don't think it started with this show. No, it started with the Hangover, probably. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. If and if that's true, I'm okay with people turning over a new leaf, but I will be careful with how much I say that, because I don't know anything about what he was alleged of or anything like that. Um, 
So I, yeah. I, I think well, I think I will give the ultimate. I will I will take authority on the subject, and I will give the ultimate statement of whatever we think of Mike Tyson, the character in the show, does not necessarily reflect anyone on the show's opinion of the actual person. Yes, I would agree with that. I, I think I can say that with utmost authority. Yes. Because God help us if Mike Tyson ends up in the news again in the next couple of weeks. And everyone's if, like, well, Justin and Andy really like Mike Tyson. We I, we like the character. I don't know really anything about Mike Tyson, the person, not in especially not because of this show. Dude, I'll all I know that. about Mike Tyson as a person, he used to box, he bit a dude's he, ear. And yeah. he was the referee for the Stone Cold Steve Austin Shawn Michaels match, and he was a pre-order character in WWE 13. That's the extent of my Mike Tyson knowledge. Well, and he's a sometimes actor, and kind of weird. But that's th- th- on top of what you said. That's all I know. I hate wrestling references, but yeah. So that that's <laughs> kind of my authoritative stance on this is whatever we say about the character is separate from Mike Tyson as a person because we don't have an opinion because we don't know the guy. So can we get to the fun stuff now, Justin? Now that that's out of the way, because I, I, I did want to make sure that, because although this is the more fun podcast that we do, I did want to make sure that we did address that, because it was brought up very nicely. And I, I did just kind of want to get that out of the way, almost like a disclaimer. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, we're, we're saying bad words on this podcast. I mean, yeah, we can be more mature, up. too. We can be more mature as well. Like yeah. that's I don't think there's anything wrong with covering this topic. I mean, we're not going to talk about this kind of stuff in... A Steven Universe episode. We're going to no. talk about this in a Mike Tyson episode. I think this is a good time to talk about how it's all right to like a character, even if the actor is bad. What, even if, and I'm not saying Mike Tyson is. I'm just saying it's, there's okay for that disconnect to happen. It's okay if you enjoy the show, even if the person is not necessarily the best person. Um, and, and that's something we see outside of animation too. And I think, I, I think that's a yes. great point. Cause I mean, we're here. What, what the hell else are we going to talk about in two 11 minute episodes? Um, I think the best example of this is Tom Cruise. Cause Tom Cruise is a great actor, but I don't agree with a lot of his views outside of acting. But that doesn't mean I can't appreciate him in a Mission Impossible movie. You know what I mean? But it and, does mean you can't appreciate him in a mummy movie. Hey! Oh, oh my God. That movie. Already I'm making not, digs. Have you seen it? Not yet. Um, but. <laughs> That's, that's you, where I base my see, Okay, this, this is related. This is actually related. Did you see the Wonder Woman movie? Not yet. Okay, so I'm not going to spoil Wonder Woman. I'm talking about a, a trailer before it. So before I went to see Wonder Woman, they had a thing about the mummy, and the director for the new mummy movie said they they said it was really interesting that they had a wom- female mummy because they could add a lot of lustful stuff and, thing, and sexual tension and things. And I'm like, it's a mummy. Like, what are They're you talking about? They're a bit too about? wrapped up in this concept. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Justin. But I mean, do do you, like, I literally groaned out loud when he said those words. I'm like, it's a mummy. What are you talking about? I think, I I, I think this goes with, like, the negative, not negative, but just the bad attempts at feminism. Because I've heard some people say, like, oh, the mummy movie is, like, very feminist. And I'm like, no. It's not. Making a mummy sexy is not feminism. It really isn't. But that... like, go, go see Wonder Woman. That's a movie that can have an attractive woman while also being a feminist movie. It's very good. There are like, I have some problems with it, but that's not the, this is not the place to I talk about. I unlocked all the movie gear for Wonder Woman and Injustice Two. Does that count? Oh, did you watch? Did you watch the whole? I, I haven't played Injustice Two because I have a, don't have the ability to. But you, I watched the entire movie of it online. I was very happy. I have played all story mode. 
And I, we, we gotta get back on topic this time. Yeah, but, we do. Sorry, sorry. No, but I will say, Harley Quinn's characterization in Injustice 2 is impeccable. It is on point. I like, really like it. It is some of the best Harley Quinn storytelling I've seen in a very long time. And if you were, if any of you out there were disappointed by Suicide Squad, please, please just check that out. Harley Quinn and Injustice 2. She has some amazing lines. Um, it's a very interesting take on the character. Especially when you're playing as her. There's some interesting moments that she has that are surprisingly deep for a character that has been kind of shied away from. Stunning. In a lot of... Stunning yeah. moments. Yeah. So, anyways. Yeah. So, the big <laughs> takeaways from this are sexy does not equal feminism, and you can like a character or a product without liking its creator. Yeah. Um... So, so eight minutes in, you want to talk about Mike Tyson, the show? Uh, sure, let's talk about it. So the first episode we're going to talk about is Love Letters. And the Wikipedia description apparently is, Mike and the gang go to a yard sale. <laughs> it's very good. It's Do a you very good description. what actually happened in this episode, or was this the one right. that you were... This was two weeks ago, for okay. me, from Mike. I so just I'm saw this can... today. Okay, let me see if I remember. Tell me if I'm wrong. They, it starts with, is it the episode that starts with the, the game, the football game? No. Wait. The next one. Wait. Oh, I can't remember which is which. I just I watched them in a row. The second it's, one starts with them in a at the at the fishing contest. It's yes. the opening. It's the opening shot. Yes. But the this one I think starts with the football game. They get a letter that says there's a yard sale. Yes. They go to the yard sale. They find a letter of someone who, of the old husband, and he turns out to be a, a KGB agent. So, okay, so you have the right episode, so I'm going to explain this to the, the, yeah. the fans at home who maybe haven't seen okay. it. This is my sum up of right. letters. Mike and okay. the gang, uh, Mike and Marcus are watching a football game, and okay. Marcus is just cheering for the Bears so hard until Pigeon walks in. Weren't you cheering for the Cyclones ten minutes you mean, ago? You said Marcus, you said Marcus, yeah, I think you meant oh, sorry. Mike. Yeah, Mike was cheering so hard, and Pigeon walks in and goes, uh, weren't you cheering for the Cyclones like ten minutes ago? And Mike just responds, yeah, but now they're losing. I don't cheer for losers. I'm a Fairweather fan. Always have been. <laughs> oh, no shame. No shame whatsoever. And it's just this whole back and forth. And at the end, um, they get a letter. They get a mystery. And it just says there's a yard sale happening. And Mike's like... And, and Mike, who thought going to the airport was a mystery, literally says, that's not a mystery. That's just a straight-up advertisement. But it caught his attention. Yes. And then Pigeon goes, you want me to pause your game? And Mike goes, nah, I don't like college football. If they were good, they'd be in the pros. <laughs> oh my god! And so oh. they 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 go to the yard sale, and Mike is this old this sweet old lady tells her story of how her husband passed and she's selling stuff, and Mike is just being a hard ass. He bought a desk for like two dollars, I think. And it was fifty. He got it down to thirty. Got like some priceless silverware too. Just that is... an emotional value to the woman. Oh yes. And so he finally gets the desk. And this is where the episode <laughs> just gets batshit crazy. And I laugh oh my God. so hard. This this might be one of my favorite episodes of the show ever, just because <laughs> of how far off the rails it goes. So they get the desk home, and they open it up, and they find some love letters. Oh, no, no, you skipped over one thing. They start because they put in the house, because Mike wants to use it as a place for a secretary. You create the receptionist area. Yes. In the, in the, uh, in the, uh, in the house. So then Mike... They, they find the love letters. Pigeon's sad because there's no sexual details. Yes. But they decide to take the old letters, the, take the love letters back to the old woman. And I kind of figured this was where they go. I figured this part was where they were going. I, no one could have predicted what happened next. Yes. But yes. 
So they take the letters to the old woman, and she's like, I didn't write these. Which was pretty, I predicted that. That, that was, that was pretty obvious that they were going for that. That was pretty obvious. The, the, the old woman thinks her husband had an affair, has a heart attack and dies on the front step. Yup. So then to get some kind of closure, they hunt down this Kathy woman, finally find her. It turns out she's an old KGB agent, and Victor, the dead husband, was her handler. So Victor didn't have an affair. Wait, and... wait, wait. Did we skip over one? Didn't they visit another house and kill another person? No, I don't think so. I might be mixed. These episodes run together. I apologize. Yes, they do. Keep continue. Continue. So they find out. So Victor didn't have an affair, and the old lady didn't have to have a heart attack. But they they finally give Kathy the letter. Oh my god. And it's oh, and also message. it's her birthday. It's her birthday too. It's her Remember birthday. That. She's like a sweet old woman. Hasn't and been all her the operative in thirty years. And her whole family's there. She she reads this letter, and it says they've been compromised, and that the ink in the letter is laced with poison. And she literally melts into a puddle. She pulls an Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. As everyone's walking towards her singing Happy Birthday, she just melts as like her grandkids watch. And the episode ends. It just it just ends right there. <laughs> I, I I haven't laughed this hard in an episode in a very long time. It's just oh so absurdist. It's it's also one of it, there's also not just a lot of gags that I can like we can't like repeat jokes here because they weren't jokes. It was just just the whole idea of it was so absurd because they played on your expectations as a viewer so well with this what what was going to happen. You could not have predicted where this was going to go at all. And the thing is, they're all classic tropes. Like they are. They turn out to be an old KGB agent. It's like a very you know overdone thing at this point. But I they yes. played it so well. They did. And the fact that, like, you knew they were going to find letters in the desk, but the lead up to finding the letters and then them actually just the way they did it, just their execution was so good in all of these things. I loved it. And just, oh, it was was this the one where Marcus had the drink? Oh, my God, you're right. Yes, that's what we missed. So there was an entire scene where Marcus, he has a drink and it's this nice, very fruity cocktail. And if Pigeon says he wants one. No, no, Marcus offers if Pigeon wants one. Pigeon says, sure. And then and Marcus, Marcus is surprised. Yeah, Marcus doesn't want to make it. And he's like, well, I was just offering to be polite. He's like, you're mad at me for taking you up on your offer. So oh then there's God. this long scene. Like, easily oh a minute. It, of an 11-minute episode. This is why I love Marcus, for the record. I said Marcus was my favorite character. This is why. Just this, just this simmering anger towards everyone. And it was... Oh my you know, god. Yeah, a minute of Marcus making this perfect drink and muddling hibiscus and all this. And oh he my god. gets in the car and hands Pigeon the drink. And Pigeon just drops it. Yup. He was like, I thought you had it. Because <laughs> Marcus is like, do you have it? And Pigeon's like, I got it. And then Marcus lets go and Pigeon drops it and he goes, I thought you He's had like, it. Yup. Yup. Oh my god. This is it why I a... love Pigeon. Pigeon, no, no, no. This is, this, <sighs> I think this, we'll get into this in the next episode as well. But, um, this, they, these two are the heart of the show. Mike is okay. Like, he's funny sometimes, but he's there to more lead to absurd situations than anything else. Marcus and Pigeon are actually the comedic center of this show. I, Without them. I think Mike in this episode really shined with his parking tickets. We can validate uh, which, which parking par- tickets here. Oh, right. Before You're we right. leave, okay. does anyone need parking tickets validated? But I mean, but I mean, he doesn't like tell jokes. He just says things. <laughs> And it's like, they're funny because he's, he's kind of right. 
again, going back to the kind of discussion, he's kind of right, but he's not quite there. You know what I mean? But Marcus and Pidgeot are just kind of like there for the ride, and they're just they're just classic comedic characters, and I love them so much together. It's they they truly are the heart of the show, and I think I I. I, I gotta give it up. I love Norm MacDonald. Uh, we mentioned Fairly Odd Parents recently. We yeah. did a Samurai Jack episode. That's where I learned to love Norm. This is where yeah. I learned to love Norm as an adult. That was when I loved Norm as a child. Yeah. And his his humor doesn't change. Norm MacDonald not... just doesn't care about anything. For, uh, for he... the... Sorry, what? go ahead. No, you, you... I was just saying, for the record, I'm not saying I don't like Norm MacDonald, to be clear. I'm just saying... I think I just stack them slightly different. Like, Marquez is just slightly above Norm MacDonald. I think you have Norm MacDonald above Marquez by some amount. Like, in terms of first and second here, is that a incorrect? Uh, yes, but I think part of it's due to nostalgia. Like, I started watching yeah. this show because I'm like, there's a drunk pigeon voiced by Norm MacDonald. And I think I have similar problems because I already knew... I, I don't I don't know a lot of Norm MacDonald, but I'm, I'm sorry, I forget the name of the guy who played Dean Pelton in the community. Oh my god, and the guy who plays Marquez. That What's guy. his name? Oh my god. But that I forget guy. his name. I said his name in a previous podcast. That's the worst part. Um, it doesn't on. matter. I got you. He's Keep talking. okay, but he plays he plays a lot of stuff in other shows, and I'd seen him in them, and he was really funny, and so his humor kind of flowed right into this show, Jim and Rash. I really like that. Thank you, Jim Rash. I don't know how I forgot that. He's he's really funny. Have you seen Community? I love Community. Jim Rash is amazing in Community. I was in oh, a media criticism class this semester. And we had to yeah. watch multiple episodes of Community for class. And to criticize it or to show... Like, this is interesting. This was... Like um, as examples of coherence in episodes, we used the... Okay. Um, we used the one with the, the six different... The Chaos Theory. Oh my god, that's an amazing episode. And then, for intertextuality, we used the Law and Order parody one. Okay. I mean, that, that that's interesting, because that show is about media in general. It, yeah, it was it was a very good show for explaining media topics. Yeah, but that's not even an anime. Ah, there were a couple animated episodes. There was there was the puppet episode, and then there was the Christmas special. The Christmas special, yes, that's what I meant. The Christmas special, and then there. Oh no, the puppet and the Christmas special. There were two, right? Jeff in a box. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. I. I think my favorite moment... Oh, and, of the, and, and, the, and the video game episode. That was animated as well. Yes. My favorite moment of this episode, though, Love Letters, it's gotta be when she just starts melting. Oh my god, just... You thought... I thought she was just gonna have a heart attack, but, like, the way she died, I just couldn't help laughing as soon as she started melting. I'm like, is she gonna melt? I'm like, oh my god, she's melting. It was very <laughs> Indiana Jones, and the thing was... Oh my god. Here's the thing. This was clearly, like, a gross-out moment, like, her eyeballs falling out... <laughs> But this show, this was like a classy gross-out moment. Oh like it my was, god. Like, uh, I, I keep dissing on Mr. Pickles, because I hate it with a burning passion that emanates from a bad place in my soul. I but, I don't disagree with you. But We're like, on the safe side. I feel like if you take this joke in both shows of a character melting in Mike Tyson, it's purely funny. You take it in because Mr. Pickles... There's no- what? There's no gore. It she just melts into a puddle of like tan goop. But she looks you know like I mean? a wax statue melting. Yes, it doesn't feel. There's she no feel blood real. spurts. There's no anything like that. It's just hilarious. 
in the family walking up with the cake, singing happy birthday as she melts. Did you stay for the credits on this um, one? What did Mike say? What did Mike say on this one? I forget. This I, is the I'm one sure where I he did. wasn't sure if they'd get the legal rights for happy birthday, and then he sings right. his own birthday yes. song. That would be my favorite sticker of the entire series. And then he screws up the days of the week. Is it? Yes. Su- it's not Sunday. Monday, it's not Monday. Tuesday. No, it's like it's not Monday. It's not Tuesday. It's not Wednesday. It's not Thursday. It's not Friday. It's not Saturday. It's not Thursday. It's your birthday. It's like and I fucked up the days. And you can hear everyone in the crew just start breaking out laughing because they can't believe he did that. Like you, at first you thought it was like a. Like, that is the moment you realize that none of those stingers are, like, planned at all. Because you can, that, that reaction from Mike seems so genuine that he messed up the days of the week. <laughs> oh, my God. And the thing is, the stingers are the one part of the show, to, to go back to our dark discussion earlier. Yes. Where it's, it's, he's still kind of playing a character, but yes. this is, like, Mike. It, this is more like a blooper reel, if anything else. Yes. And it blurs the line between character and person. And I think that is a good argument for what Hugh was talking about, where this could be something about him trying to win back some whatever you want to say, however you want to say it. But um, because he is trying to blur the line between this character and himself. So I think I st- I'm starting to see what Hugh is talking about. This does make me think of Mike Tyson as this character, which is a... and. Whether, no, I'm not talking about the real life Mike Tyson, I'm talking about the character. This character is a harmless buffoon. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's not meant to be mean. He's, he's just a well-intentioned person who doesn't understand a lot of things. And that's a common character trope. But Mike Tyson is definitely trying... I can see what he's talking about. You could argue that he's trying to make himself see, appear to be this character at all times. And, and I think part of the thing about the show is... Think about the audience the show's aiming at. It's about our age. It's people I would who agree grew up on reruns syndicated of the original Hanna-Barbera shows. Yes. It's people who grew up with, like, it's people who know Jim Rash and Norm MacDonald and stuff. Yes. It's people who, like, our generation, I think, we don't see Mike Tyson as, like, we don't, we don't see him as someone, I don't know how the best way to phrase this. We Mike. don't know any of the negative connotations about Mike Tyson because we weren't around for it. I think we, it's what you're trying to say. Even if we've heard of it, we we don't see it in the same way. Like, for instance, a... uh, I'm trying to think of an actor who Robert Downey Jr. I only remember Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. I don't remember yes. the negative stuff. Um, because he only played in adult movies or like not kids not, movies when we were he, kids. Yeah, he wasn't a porn star, but uh, yes, that's what I, uh, Yeah, thank you. That's why I was stopping myself. Was he? No, he was not. He was. He was cool. in. A, he was in a couple of like dramas and stuff when yeah. when um we were young and when that's we what i'm trying youngins. to say not like not like animated movies or live action movies made for kids or something like that because there right. are those like we, we we try not to say that animated shows are for kids but there are things that are specifically made for kids and this he was not in any of those is what i'm trying to say and i, I think a lot of uh like i i that's a bad argument now but i'd say like i don't remember the oj simpson car chase and stuff like i don't like my... i think Okay, there's a difference between saying, I think O.J. Simpson's a little different. I know a little bit more about it because, again, there is an age difference between us, not very much, but a little bit here. And I do personally have a negative connotation of O.J. Simpson. I do, but, too, I don't... but I think a lot of that's because it won't go away. And I'm not saying because that it... it should, but look at how many O.J. Simpson shows were nominated for, like, big awards last year. 
it's yeah i mean what they what do they say no no press is bad press yeah yeah this is is, that that's one that hasn't really died down but like yeah view caitlin jenner as the the as keeping up the kardashians while some people view caitlin jenner as like the kathleen yeah you that our age gap might cut us off there but it's like we we have a completely different view of certain people based on our age and i think that this show is trying to target not like maliciously target but and, the key demographic is people who only know mike tyson as this goofy old guy and i think another and this is an interesting discussion i want to continue it a little bit and i think there's another way to go about it in that it's not just actors it's everything we live through in life like not to get too political but i mean you remember your first president you know what i mean you remember yeah. the first president you lived through and that's a very big deal and it it very much um, affects the way you live the rest of your life politically. You know what I mean? If you live through Clinton your, as your first president, you the Bill Clinton, you have a very different um, opinion than if you had George W. Bush, and if you had Obama, and if you had, God forbid, Trump as your first president. Because um, anyone who's listening and they're tuning into politics for the first time for this all this Trump stuff – this is not what politics is usually like. I hope you know that. Um, <laughs> yeah, this was my first election, so... Yeah, Justin, this is not what politics is normally like. Oh, no, case... I know. I'm smart enough to know that. Okay, good. But not everyone is. And that's not, that's not an insult. That just means a lot of people don't have the time to put into politics the time that re- required to be a educated voter. And that's not a bad thing. That just shows how much there is to do with politics. And I think it's important that, like, for people to know this is not normal. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying normally politics just is a simmer in the background. Right. And this is getting a little off topic, but I think it's important for people to know that. I just think it is. And I'm not trying to say any way either way or the other about this whole stuff, but just know that things will calm down in some way eventually. It will. To tie it back in, yeah. I think it it does kind of color like any any experience we have is going to change how things are viewed. Like I've gone back and I've read, I read an autobiography, not an autobiography, but I read a biography about uh, William Henry Harrison and John Tyler. And a lot of the stuff they're talking about, I'm like, are they making digs at Trump? But the book came out in like the early two thousands or the nineties. So clearly it's not about Trump politics, but because I associate certain concepts with Trump era administration, when I hear those concepts coming up in older books, I think Trump now. And that's what happens with any president. You you follow a president, you see things, and you read stuff from the past, and you realize history repeats itself a lot. And you see a lot of concepts continue to to shine or whatever you want to have everyone say it. A lot of things continue and repeat and circle back to the same kind of things. And you can see the same things written about – you can see a lot of books that are written that could be construed to being about Obama, but they were written in 1999 because people – tend to see things coming a lot faster than politicians do. And that's just kind of normal, I guess, is the best way to put it. Politicians are a little, there's a little lag time between our government and what the populace mm-hmm. views. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing or a good thing. I guess it keeps our government from being... It's just a thing. It's just a thing. It's just, yeah, it's just a thing. It's just how it is. Um, but to bring it back, back around again, back to Mike Tyson, what we're talking about is that Whatever you have as your first thing is a big deal. Like your first relationship colors how you view all your other relationships. Your first movie, your first show, your first um, just Doctor. anything. And Doctor, Doctor Who. 
thought you were talking about like actual pediatrician no, for a no, second. No. That, and, no, but I, and as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, that's not what I meant. <laughs> your first, like, but I mean, your first book, like, it, it colors the way you view the rest of them. And I think that's an important thing for people to realize. And I think that's, I think this is an important discussion to have about Mike Tyson. It's, it's kind of in the background, but I don't know. I, I think we, we can come back to this as we go through the season, this season specifically, as we can, yeah. I think my big takeaway of it is, I still like the show. I, I do too. I love old Hanna Barbera. I love that they're poking fun of like pointless celebrity shows, like the Mr. T show. Yes. I, I love, I love what this show does, and I think it's a brilliant send up, and I think it's one of the best things Adult Swim has done in a long time. Maybe notwithstanding Rick and Morty and Samurai Jack, like putting those two yeah. aside is like their own upper echelon. Like, this is one of the best pure comedy shows Adult Swim has view, done in years. I view this show as a response to Archer. Like, Archer kind of declined a little bit. I don't know how much of Archer you've seen. Um, but I've seen bits and pieces. Okay, it's a funny show, and it's actually kind of, um, it's kind of serialized. There's kind of a story, kind of not, some seasons. Yeah. Um, an overarching plot, kind of. But this is kind of a response to that. It's a, it's an adult show with crude humor. And kind of wacky, kind of over-the-top situations. And that's what Archer is. But Archer kind of, some would say, isn't as good in these latest seasons. And this came out kind of when that was getting to, to, starting to ebb away. And this is kind of a response from Adult Swim. Like, hey, we can also make shows like that. As, as Adult Swim makes this really great resurgence with Rick and Morty and stuff. They want to build up a bunch of shows. They don't just want one show. They want a bunch of shows to fill it out. So I would not be surprised, going back to our Samurai Jack conversation, that if Samurai Jack gets renewed, Adult Swim makes a very strong bid to make sure it comes back on their channel again. Oh, yeah. And I think, to me, Mike Tyson Mysteries reminds me of old Adult Swim. Yes. When all they had was the Hanna-Barbera library. That's when we got Sea Lab 2021. That's when we got Harvey Birdman. That's when we got Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Yeah. And this feels like that kind of Adult Swim again. Like, it, they're not actually using Hanna-Barbera characters, which I want so bad. We're going to get a Scooby-Doo crossover. We have to, at the very least. At least give me, like, Snagglepuss or someone lesser yeah. known. Like, give me something. But I think I think they're holding off on it. I think they want to get through these first few seasons without doing references, at, for the for the most part. Like, pop without doing um, Hanna-Barbera references mm-hmm. at first. But I think eventually we will get references to those old shows. By the end we, of the season, we need something. I would agree. I think the end of the season is the time, because it is starting to get a little stale. It is getting to be the point of, like, there's only so many times I can watch an absurd situation without anything else going on. You know what I mean? Because yeah. this is a perfect... Love Letters is a perfect example of that. It's an absurd situation, but there aren't a lot of, like, actual gags I can point to. And, like, that's amazing. Like, there are episodes in the first two seasons where it's, like, there's a joke every few seconds, and it's hilarious. And this show, this episode's just an absurd situation, which isn't bad. That's a different kind of humor, but I'm not sure how many times they can do that kind of humor. So, one of my favorite jokes, actually, I've ever seen in this show is in All About That Bass, so... Oh, I... I, I, Okay, I'm curious. uh, Let's just talk about the episode. You like this one more than Love Letters, right? No, no, no. I think All About That Bass is one of the worst episodes of the show. show. Oh, good. Because I didn't like it that much. I think it's one of the worst episodes of the show. Why do you think it's one of the worst episodes? 
because this show needs the main cast and it's almost in it not at all you know what i mean yeah it's focused on two other characters and it's a nice okay i'm glad they experimented with this i want to say that first i'm glad they experimented with doing a little different formula but i think they did not succeed with this version of it um when when i tune in for this show i want to see the gang and i think they can get away with having a fifth person join the gang for an episode but they can't get away with booting the gang off to the side right because they really were side characters this episode. I do think, though, there, there are two moments I love. And that is getting the dead pigeon in a box. Oh my god! That whole conversation is amazing. And Mike questioning what they're going to do, because he thinks it's actually a pigeon. And pigeon just watching this. Oh, no, my favorite episode moment is Mike jumping out of the speedboat. <laughs> that that was also wonderful. That that was like it came out of nowhere, and it was like this is what I'm missing from the episode because you watch that him jumping out, and you're like, oh, that's what this episode's missing. It's missing Mike. Like you realize it as it happens, and then you never see them again for the rest of the episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's really weird. until they pick him up at the end. Yeah, which is a funny gag too. But again, it really sh- it all those scenes do is emphasize the fact that they're not there, and I don't appreciate it. I guess is my, the word. My favorite moment though is when he's sitting in the bar. Uh, okay. This guy. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about this, but I don't want to say problematic because I honestly don't think it was that bad, but we'll talk about We'll talk about it. We'll talk about that. But, yeah. So the guy's sitting in the bar and the commercial comes on for the Mike Tyson mystery solvers. Oh my and god. It's the oh actual commercial for the show. Yes, it is. Like, it's the legitimate commercial. Like, this is the commercial that made me realize this show was coming back. That commercial is oh why we're god. doing a podcast right now, Andy. Oh my god. It is. And it's in the show. Oh, and he's, like, counting, and he can't count correctly. <laughs> it's as easy as one, two, three, two, three four, four, five. five. <laughs> don't, so when life punches you, don't get knocked down. Get knocked up by me, Mike Tyson. <laughs> and, just, just, <sighs> and then the next time, he just goes, one, two, three, four, five. And he just keeps going, you know what I mean? And the commercial just kind of cuts. Yeah. It's just... Uh, that... <sighs> I laugh so hard, because... It was, like, meta humor, but, like, if you hadn't seen the commercial... It's funny if you haven't actually seen the commercial, because it's your first time seeing the joke. But if you've seen the commercial, it's, like, an extra joke. Oh, my God. And it's so good. Like, is this a fourth wall break? I don't even know, because they just took this... The commercial commercial they made was just a cut from this episode, clearly. You know what I mean? I think it was slightly edited, but, yeah, it's like... Well, this is... This is the way you do meta humor. You know what I mean? You make the audience not sure what's part of the show and what's not. You know what I mean? Are we part of the show? Exactly. That's my point. Like, it makes you question things. And that's what meta humor should be doing. Like, you have a lot of meta humor. It's just like, oh, we're breaking the fourth wall. That's not all you do. You oh, make it, so you make here it... we go back into it, though. If we're in the show, is our Mike Tyson just the character Mike Tyson? Okay, we're... No, we already had a long conversation about this, Justin. We should at least finish this episode before we get into it again. <laughs> We have more problematic discussions to be had. We do. It's unfortunate, but we do. Damn it. <laughs> Why is this podcast so long? It's a stupid-ass show. We are... Also, I think it's the first time either of us is cursed right there. Because we've just not been talking about the show. We've been talking about topics. Oh, my God. Like very mature, heavy themes. And now we're just exacerbated by all of them. 
But I think this is the place to talk about it. Like I said before, this is the show we have that we can talk about. We can't talk about this on Rick and Morty. This is the show where Dylan doesn't give a shit what we talk about. Well, that, there's also that. But I mean, it, it's, it's, this is a show that has a lot of connotations that we're going to talk about in this episode specifically too, where it rides that line of, it's in kind of this older age of television. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it comes across in good and bad ways. And I think there's a really good example of that in this episode. And I think that's what you were t- mentioning before. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty obvious if you've seen the episode what we're, what we're referring yeah. to, which we will get to, I swear. Yeah, no, I'm not trying to push you into it now, but I just want to say, like, I think this conversation can be had a little later after we finish the summary of this episode. Yes. You, you is right. So, I, I'm on ten different rabbit trails, so you can summarize this one. Oh my god, are you literally handing me this episode? Okay, so it starts with... Them with two characters, I don't remember their names because they're only in this episode, I apologize, who are doing or who are bass fishers. And one of the guys just caught like a bunch of big bass, apparently. I don't know actual bass competitions. I don't know what big is, but it's just they just keep naming off the weights like five and nine ounces, five and eleven ounces, six and one ounces. Like and it's getting more and more excited. And it's kind of absurd. That was actually kind of funny. That actually landed for me. And after that, you get this kind of confrontation between the two guys. And the one guy that lost is really annoyed and thinks the other guy's cheating. And that's the setup. But it's also strange because this is the first episode, I think, that starts with the mystery and not the gang, which yeah. sets the tone for the rest of the episode. Because it's then after that... the first episode that has a cold open, I think. I think it is. I think you're right. And you, it, have you seen What's New Scooby-Doo? Is that, which, which one is that? There's so many versions the of the show. The early 2000s one. Yes, I've seen some episodes. This yes. is like an HD remake, basically. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It wasn't even anything. Single episode of What's in Scooby Doo starts with some competition or something, yes. and something goes yes. bad. Yes. yes. Like that's what this felt like to me. I'm like, we're in What's in Scooby Doo right now. I was actually expecting this to be the episode that they shove in Scooby Doo because this felt like a Scooby Doo intro, just so much. It was. It really was. I was expecting. I was really expecting there to be some monster with a mask on at some point during this episode. No, we just got Morgan Le Fay. It's fine. Yeah, we just got magic. Like, that's the other thing about this show. I constantly forget there's magic in it. There's a talking the, pigeon. But I, no, no, but I mean, like, you don't process it. You know what I mean? For some reason, you think the mi- mysteries they're going to get are going to be normal, real-life things. And there's, like, a gnome. Or there's, like, um, the weird future stuff in that one episode with the... with the Which which guy was that with the talk show? I forget yeah, his Charlie name. Charlie Rose. Charlie Rose, the Charlie Rose show, and they were on, they go into the background, and then there's the other episodes with, like, this one, with with the Morgan Le Fay, and it's just, it just comes kind of out of nowhere, and just kind of blindsides you, and for me personally, I forget every week that there's magical elements to it, even though there's a talking pigeon and a ghost. I don't know why. It's just, it's really strange. The dark side of the moon, sorry, the far side of the moon has a crater in the shape of Mike Tyson's tattoo. Right, that too, that too. Oh like, this show is absurd. It really is. But anyways, um, after that, Mike Tyson, they get the mystery somehow. I forget exactly the method they get it in this episode. There's some gag, probably. I got you, fam. So, the guy is sitting in the bar so dejected. He wants to oh, solve his mystery. Right. No, no, he's getting, a, he's getting a haircut. He's getting a haircut. Yeah, he's getting a haircut. And, and, he, he, sees, and he sees the commercial. Yes. And so, he, he goes to get the pigeon. He accidentally kills the pigeon. Oh my god. He thinks the pigeon is important, like, technically, yes. like, that Mike yes. needs the pigeon. So we send like, the like, pigeon... Oh what? My god. 
So I just can't get over the fact that he thinks that Mike is like collate, like he's recording pigeons. Like he needs to like, and the guy also has to drive to another city to catch a pigeon in the first place. It's just. I love this gag. The dead pigeon to Mike in a refrigerated box. Mike and them get the pigeon, and oh my god, Mike sees the dead pigeon, thinks it's our pigeon. Starts talking about what they're gonna do with him, like burn him, bury him, chop him up into little pieces, and Pigeon's sitting right there, like right next to Mike. And I love, I love the dead-eyed stare of Pigeon every time, like him just not talking and staring. It's amazing. It, it's one of the simplest animated things I've seen in a long time, and it's also so hilarious. It's funny every time. I don't know why. Just him staring at one of the characters rant about something that he does not give a shit about. You know what I mean? <laughs> so good every time i don't so know eventually Pigeon's like i'm right here like what are you doing <laughs> oh my god and, and then so- after that they uh then they go then they take him up right and they go to a diner together yeah okay and so oh. they're, at the, they're at the diner and pigeon has another great moment of like i'm sorry i missed that last part i don't want to repeat it no i just wanted everyone at this table to understand i don't give a shit <laughs> oh pigeon 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 is so good. So, Mike and the gang agreed to be there at the fishing competition. Oh, and... you skipped over you skipped over the first kind of problematic part. Okay, go for it. The part when the other fisher comes in. <sighs> Try to remember this when part. They're at the di- when they're at the diner, the other fisherman who's winning all the time steps into the bar, into the diner, and he has a conversation with them. And it starts off just played for laughs, and then it very quickly leads into the problematic thing we were going to talk about, which is kind of sort of making fun of a homosexual relationship or the possibility of one. Is that what you were going to get into? Yes. Okay. So, so yeah, the, the, and I don't even know if it's problematic. Like, I don't know either. It's just, I, 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 I think, I think there's a point to talking about it though, there is. because I, I think, because I think this show is, is a good show to talk about just because it rides that line of progressiveness, and that is the line where you need to talk about things. Because if you find the line, which I think the show has done, it shows where you need to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. It shows where you should be looking for. And if we're not sure which side of the line this is on, it probably means this is the line. This is where we need to say, hey, we need to be better than this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's an important thing to find. And I'm not saying whether that makes the show good or bad. It might be bad for it. It might be good for it. But it's actually really hard to find where you should be better. Because you know what we both know, I think personally, what we think is a very good stance to have on a lot of these things. But we don't know where the bad starts. Because we haven't thought that way. And it's also when does humor go from being funny to offensive? Yes. And I think... It's interesting that we're again. This is a really weird, serious podcast. It's I think Mike Tyson does this a lot. This show does it a lot, where it rides this line of is this offensive? Because we had this conversation last week too, or two weeks ago, about a couple of jokes. About I forget which jokes it was about, but they're about. I think it was nine eleven. We talked about that for a little bit. Probably. It was podcast in general. Oh, yeah, I think we talked about Marques. We talked about Marques about being, whether he was gay and whether that was offensive or not. And I think we came to the assumption that, I came to the conclusion that he wasn't, it wasn't. And I think this is kind of similar, but I'm not, but it seems a little bit worse because I think it's an actual relationship we can point to. You know what I, I mean? And I think, 
like, from the very beginning, one of the characters is very obviously, like, a stereotypical, very flamboyant gay man. The losing fisherman, correct? Yes. Yes. Very, very stereotypical. I'm not saying that all people who act like this are gay. I'm saying that... This, this is the way is, media portrays them. Right. This is a very stereotypical way that media often portrays someone who is gay. Yes. Um, And I, and I think an important note to take is, even if we do eventually decide this is like on the offensive side, that doesn't mean the writers of this show are all like homophobic or something. No. This just means that the joke was in bad taste. Yes. And I think... I think that they know they're writing that line, the writers. I think they know that. They do. They they know they haven't gone full Family Guy, but they also know they're not squeaky clean. Yes, and I think – I don't know if they're purposely doing it, but I think they know where the line – at the very least, they know what's 100% bad, and they know where not to go to. And they they're know comfortable where... not being – they're comfortable with their rating. This is what I hate about a lot of adult shows. They're like, we're an adult show, so we have to be super edgy and do things yes. that are just crazy offensive. But this but show's can... like, we're an adult show. We're going to have a pigeon swear a few times. That's good for us this episode. Also, we're going to cover a couple things that are things that people wouldn't understand as kids. Like, we're going to talk about the KGB and just assume our audience knows what that is. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, that's how you get, that's how, that's what I really dislike about Family Guy. They, like you said, they think that maturity is crudeness. And though this show is very crude, they're being mature by having these characters that are kind of like these characters are actually multifaceted. It's just they don't show it very often. Like Deezy is we joked about the depression stuff a little bit, but it was actually a kind of realistic portrayal of it, in all it honesty. Was. Like and I, I feel bad for Deezy. I do, but I also understand the other people's perspective of not wanting to interact with them. It's a very surprisingly nuanced take on the relationship between you and friends that have depression. Like, I could, like, we don't have to go very deep into this because it gets very personal, but I've had interactions like these, where not where I've left in the middle, but where I've always, I've thought in the back of my head, like, I don't want to be involved in this. You know what I mean? This yeah. is a very bad situation. But that doesn't, but the thing is, we watch it and we see that Mike made the wrong decision and it shows people what, hey, you feel bad for DC because Mike made the wrong decision. Seeing the wrong choice is as important as seeing the right choice sometimes because it shows it helps people find their moral compass in a lot of ways. And I think when we first decided that we were going to podcast on this show, it was me on a whim basically recruiting you yes. guys. But this has become one of the most poignant shows I think we've covered, and maybe it's us, but. I think this show. I don't think so. I don't think so because we didn't talk so about this. There. We didn't talk like this on Jack or anything, or even superheroes. We didn't talk like this. I think it's the show. I really do think so. So let's let's finally get into the the, the big problematic moment. Yes, um, let's talk about it. Let, let's dive in because we don't need the detail of every part of the episode, but let's dive in because there's not really much. When when the two fishermen are interacting, it's just kind of boring to be honest. Yeah, like. The only other notable part of this episode is the gang getting a speedboat and the gag of Mike not being able to, like, just driving as fast as possible through the fog. And wrecking people's speedboats. Yes, yes. And then him jumping out because he's, like, doesn't know what to do. Oh, my God. And he, he just abandoned ship while all the other ones are driving up towards a cliff or something. Yes. Oh, my God. Mike. Mike. 
it, it's we're, we're, again we're talking as if we know him as a person and he's good like this is yeah this is this, I'm, I'm glad hugh brought this up this is actually a very interesting conversation as we progress through this how this this is one of the most serious like like we've talked about heavy issues before on overly animated i have had to talk about all kinds of lgbtq issues Yes. I think probably racism at this point. Like, a lot of heavy stuff has come up, and I've never had to walk on eggshells as much as this episode. I've been, I think I've made a couple mistakes personally through this episode, and I've been very, being very careful. But even and if I think, you have, I think, I think this is one of those shows where people are gonna be a bit more, I don't wanna say more forgiving, but that we're having, like, a genuine discussion, and, like, neither yes. of us are saying we have all the answers. And I'm also, we're also being clear that sometimes we're playing devil's advocate, so if you disagree with something I said, make sure you know that I might know it's wrong, but I was playing devil's advocate. Just being clear, because there's a lot of nuance here, and there's a lot of not very clear black and white going on. And so your opinion on this subject might be different than ours, or the opinion that we have portrayed here, but it might not be wrong, because this is a very tough subject, and I'm not sure... There's a lot of tough subjects here. And... As we continue on with this portrayal of, I think let's get into the thing. You haven't described it yet. How about right. you get into the the thing really quick so we can talk about it? Right. So I'll I'll describe it. So uh, a bunch of random absurd Mike Tyson stuff happens, but the yes the main uh, sword lady in the lake. The, there's this magic sword that makes all the child appear. The winning fisherman yes. gets stabbed with the sword accidentally while saving the other guy, and yes. this is when um uh, so they're they're on the they're out there washed up on the beach. And, oh, who, who initiates the conversation? Oh, it's, it's the winning guy. The winning guy initiates that they should, they, they should, should have, have they sh- yes. We can curse Justin. I think you forgot about that for a second. I did too. <laughs> I wasn't sure where the line is, but yes, they, cause they bleep it out in the show and I'm like, eh. yes, he, he insinuates they, no, he doesn't, he explicitly says, hey, we should have fucked. Yes. And the, the other and guy's then, like a bit confused. And then he comes back later and says, we should have. Yes. So it's like, it's not, yeah. Let's, let's talk about this. I think we should, we should really get into it. Like, so, is it normal in a, in media, cause you probably know this better than me, cause again, you've done a lot of studies into this. Is it normal media for a heterosexual couple to say something like this in media? I think, I think, this explicitly, um, I haven't seen, Enough, because uh, clearly the line "Hey, we should have fucked" was played for laughs. In that, like, yes. it was just blunt. Like, it really was. Like, it was a very blunt. It, it was blunt for humor's sake. And I don't watch a lot of like this kind of. But I mean, I don't. It's something like Family Guy. You're gonna okay. get jokes like that all the time. Yes, you are. It, it's so frequent. We don't bat an eye at it anymore. But I think it's important because when he comes back again and says it again, did you almost feel like it wasn't funny the second time? I I think both characters were serious. No, they were, but it was played for laughs the first time, but when it came back again, it really did not feel as funny. It didn't it feel like genuine. it was played for laughs. It felt genuine, and I'm not sure if this saves the moment, because I don't think all of this is great for me. Like, it's not great that they played it for laughs, the two guys would have sex together, but it seemed to be less about them by the time it came back to the guy saying they should have it seemed to be about them being enemies not them being men and that's kind of where yeah. i think you draw this and, line and, 
And even the first time that it got brought up, I think it was, to me, it was less of a, like, we're both men. To me, it was more of a, you know, we've been bitter enemies this entire time. Here I am dying, but, dude, we should, we should have sex. Just, 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 you know, just to see what it was like. After being stabbed with a sword. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's, there's a lot of innuendo here with that sword, too. But, um, um, I, want to talk about I think criticism, not Sigmund Freud. No. <laughs> no Freudian phallus envy. But to be honest, that was kind of implied, I think, because he got sta- he got impaled by a sword, and then he talked about fucking, and then he died. You know what I mean? So like, what you, I think so that, what you're saying, Andy, is that being homosexual kills you. I think I'm not saying that, <laughs> Justin. I'm saying that. I want that be- soundbite. Just take that and just plaster it all over the internet. <laughs> just the, I'm not saying that, Justin. <laughs> yes. It, yeah, but um, what I'm saying is it could be viewed that way. And I think that's, again, going back to that conversation, it's about how someone would could view something. It's about how someone could take it. And I think that also plays into, I don't think they were playing it for laughs about two men having sex. I think they were playing it for laughs for two enemies. But the thing is, it could be viewed as two people especially as being especially because what, Especially because of like the very strong stereotypes. Yes. And and that's the thing, is my initial reaction, I think, was colored more by the, the fact that, you know, one is very stereotypically flamboyantly gay. Yeah. And, but looking back, I'm like, it really, I, I hate saying it wasn't that bad, because that sounds like, that, I, I think that me saying it's not that bad is like, it's just locker room talk. Like, I hate, I, I hate that line of reasoning. But truly, I think... it's not... It's not the best joke I've ever seen, but I don't think it's necessarily a dig at I gay think, men the way a lot of shows would do it. I think based on this conversation we've have, had this entire episode of the podcast, it's that I'm viewing it differently as we're talking about it. Yeah. And I think the biggest part is I think... This is me realizing things as we talk, just to be clear. So I could be wrong, and I could say something a little... No, I'm not saying bad. I'm saying just I might change my opinion on something a little bit. But um, I think it's important to note that they have to get the biggest audience, right? They have right. to get ratings. And I think that they are riding that line because the people who aren't... don't have these opinions that we on the show have, on this, this podcast have, or a lot of progressive people have also watch Family Guy and they want another show. You know what I mean? And they could view this as a joke about gay men. And they will jump on. And maybe through this show, they'll see that maybe that's not what the joke was. You know what I mean? If they think about it a little bit more. And that's what I think I was talking about. About It's important to have this line because you get people who are below the line to see the line. You get to see what is wrong with what you've been doing because you see what starts to be good. Right. To see from the other perspective. We, we talked before about when we talked about from our perspective, we get to see what starts to be bad, but you also can see what starts to be good because it feels a little different when you see, when you've been being bad about something and you see, um, hey, maybe I should be nicer to that person or that group of people. Maybe I should think more about how this could be affecting other people. And you don't do that just by showing them the most progressive thing in the world. That's not how things work. You can't show somebody the opposite of their opinion and expect them to accept it. You get to show them their opinion with a little more nuance. And that's how you start. Let's get those seeds in there of fixing problems that are inherent. You're not going to 
convince someone who's racist that racism is bad just by saying racism is bad. You know what I mean? You need to have an actual conversation. And I think that's where this begins. This show is the beginning of that conversation a lot of the times. And it's so weird that it is. Like, it, yeah, it's not what I expected to have from the show, but I'm feeling it. I feel like I could show this to people who I think are a little bit less progressive than I am and tell them, not anyone personal from my life, I mean, in general, and be like, hey, I think you'd like this show if you like Family Guy and stuff, and you should watch it, and let's have a conversation. You know what I mean? And talk about how you liked it. Right. And I don't think there's a show like that on television. Like, Archer's funny. Like, I was comparing the show to Archer, but Archer just doesn't do this. Archer is pretty clearly on the side of progressive. It's a, It rides it a little bit closer than, like, Steven Universe, obviously, but it's still clearly progressive. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it, it has some sexual jokes, but it's because it's adult, not because they're women or men or because they're homosexual or not. It rides that line because, hey, we can talk about penises and we talk about boobs because we are an adult show we're going to talk about them and this show does it differently this show's like we're not going to talk about that stuff we're going to talk about the weird stuff in relationships between people and that's kind of what the focus of the show is the way people interact with each other and that continues for every episode there's a weird interaction between people every episode the letter love letters is about a, about marriage and about relationships and about how you don't really know everything about the people you love even if you think you do, there's just always something you don't know about someone. And it's not going to be as big as them being the KGB, but it's going to be little things that like, oh, I didn't know you liked that. And you're going to find out. But that's also exciting. That's also fun. This show brings it out to be a bad thing, but it also doesn't say that they didn't love each other. It just said that there was something hidden and the woman kind of overreacted. And it kind of shows that that might be a bad response to things that you're surprised by. Maybe open up with a little bit more love and communication before you jump to conclusions. And I think that's what this show is definitely advocating for. Talk about things before anything else. Which is weird. This is not like... I'm not trying to say the show is about stuff like Steven Universe. I'm saying it's just... Yeah, this is not Steven Universe, but we've still been... And the thing is, I don't think it's us. Because I think like it was there and we just talked about it. I think we didn't talk about it as much last episode because we were focused on the jokes because we were covering a lot of two seasons at a time. Yeah, you know what I mean? Kind of like we were introducing the show, but now that we've had time to like get into this world, now we can be like, okay. I'd almost be interested to go back to older episodes with you and just figure out if this is recurring. You know what I mean? Is this just season three? Because I'm not sure. I feel like I'm really in older sh- episodes too. I, I think so too, but I want to go back and watch and make sure because it feels like it was, but I want to make sure. How has been an hour? This is... I came into this episode thinking we'd have almost nothing to talk about, man. Because I thought... I thought be 20 minutes. Yes, because I did not... Because I thought... Because, again, All About That Bass is not a good episode of television. I'm just going to say that right now. No, it it's goes, not. It's boring. It, it's very boring, and it goes against everything the show goes for. But it also leads to a very interesting conversation. Because it's not boring because it's not... Because it's about two guys that might be gay. It's boring because it's not about the main characters. But that doesn't mean we can't talk about the two characters that were made it boring in an interesting way. Yeah. Like, they had... Go ahead. The the If there is something problematic in this episode, and ultimately, I can't decide. The show does such a good job at writing that line that I'm like, I don't know. Because, like, I... I haven't said this on the podcast, but personally, I do identify in the LGBTQ plus community... Okay. I wasn't offended, but that doesn't mean someone else wasn't. I am. I. 
I don't want to say too much about it because it gets into my girlfriend's identity. So I won't get, I don't want to talk about that too much. But technically, I am also in there as well. And I have a lot of respect for people in that community because I know how that is. And I'm just not sure. It's very, it's, it's very not nuanced, but it's very unclear which thing they're poking fun at in that joke. Right. Cause, cause it could be one of like three things. Is it, is it cause they're gay? Is it cause they're enemies? Is it cause he's dying? I'm not sure. And it could be all three of those. Is it, it that be... fishermen have a lot of sexual tension? And that fishing, fishing is generally, like, remember the opening scene was about how long, how big these fish are, which a lot of times and tackle and stuff like that. There's a lot of fishing innuendos towards sex. Yes. And that opening shot was definitely sort of jokey towards big fish, big tackle, big whatever. You know what I mean? Yes. I think that's, I think you could make that assumption that that's a joke about penis size, that those, all those fish coming into the tank. Um, and, um, it just, I'm not sure, Justin, I'm not sure what we're even talking about anymore, to be honest with you, or I mean, even if this is coherent at all. And the thing is, there's this big crazy thing that we've spent 20 minutes talking about we still don't have an answer to, but that's not what makes this episode a bad episode. What makes this a bad no. episode is it's boring. Yeah, and that's nothing to do with these characters. It's boring because there's not the main cast. I care about the main cast. They're funny. These two random guest actors who, nothing against their actors, it's just the writing. These these two random actors that pop, pop in aren't the people like come to watch every night. You know what I mean? And I think that says a lot about, like, because, I mean, there are episodes of The Family Guy and, I'm like, all those other shows that we're going to probably bury aside that these are bad because they're extremely racist or homophobic or yeah. anti-religion and just, like, Offend, like just blatantly offensive. It really is weird. But this episode is going to get buried not because of that, but because it's just it's not a great episode. And I think it's good that it failed on its own. It, it, it failed because of its writing, not because of like it, it failed because it's just a bad storytelling, and not because of the yes. Offensive. And Not the writing. Important. The writing. I think. I think the writing was fine. It's the way they they put too much time for these two alone because that that's all it was. They could have just had more shots of the gang instead. That's all they needed to do, and it was too much empty time of these two talking in a kind of a dramatic way. And I don't think though that conversation was bad. Those conversations they had together. It just wasn't the show that I signed up for, and that's important. Like, if this was in a different show, I think I would have liked their conversation even. Not the joke we were talking about, but, like, their just dramatic discussion about whether one guy was cheating. You know what I mean? It wasn't bad writing. It was just not what I signed up for. Right. This uh, this has been a very interesting podcast. Dylan's going to be very confused when he gets an hour conversation about Mike Tyson. Just two episodes. Dylan's going to listen and be like, um, what? Can we, he's going to be like, can we put this on is this even about mike tyson anymore <laughs> no um, it's even worse it's because the first 10 minutes are about like politics and stuff too things we have talked about in this episode range all over but you know at least we didn't talk about mel brooks <laughs> you already brought it up no you just brought it up we have to we have to go into something else before we talk about mel brooks um <laughs> is there anything else in this episode we needed to talk about um no uh oh, oh, oh them taking mike tyson in the boat the nuns Yes. Were they nuns? Were they nuns? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not very religious, to be honest. I'm Jewish. I don't know much about all that, so I'm, I'm not Protestant, sure. So I have no idea. 
Okay. So I have no idea what that. I, they looked like nuns, but they look—they're all in white clothes. Um, oh, so I don't. No. I don't know. Someone, please. I'm not saying I don't want to know. If someone knows, please tell us because I'd like to know. Is there an what added layer to that joke of yes, like the guy yeah. being carried off in the boat? Like, is there an added layer we're missing? Because I can't search on Google white nuns. That doesn't work. You know what I mean? That's not what I'm going to find. It gives find. you something, but it's not what we want. Yes. So if someone knows, please tell 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 us. Like whatever. I just I want to know. I'm curious. I'm curious what that. If there's another layer there, or if it was just they were nuns and it was just they were in white clothes because they looked like they were going to heaven. They were an, they were angels. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could have also just been a reference to like in a Camelot thing. You know what I mean? I, I don't even not know anymore. Thing. I don't know. This episode is weird. And but Mike Tyson is on the boat. He's like, thanks for picking me up. Was there a stinger in this episode? Yes, I forget. Some Mike don't... oddly. Oddly holding a fishing rod. Slowly oh my god. Reel it in. Yeah, and that was it, right? That was all it was. And it was like yes. five seconds. It was five seconds of him reeling in a fishing rod. And again, again, that leads back to our conversation about is he trying to portray himself differently purposefully? I don't know. I'm I don't I'm, I'm dead. I'm I, there's so there's so many layers here, Justin, and for the record, anyone listening, I have a geology degree. I'm a geological engineer. I don't you you actually have a degree like or working are you working towards your to have your degree? I'm a rising junior. Okay. So you have a little more say in this, but like here's the thing. I'm a communication studies major, electronic yeah. media emphasis, pop culture gender studies double minor. This is literally what I am training to do as a career, and I have no fucking clue anymore. Dude, I'm like just a random guy who's popped on to be the guy running devil's advocate and stuff against you, and I'm not sure if I broke you or if I broke myself. I don't know anymore. I feel really messed up in the head about this whole conversation. I don't even know what I talked about. I I rambled a little bit, but I don't think it was bad rambling. It was just... I feel closer to you as a person, though. I do too, Justin. (laughs) I, I feel connected to you now. I'm not... It's too bad Michelle wasn't here. I would have liked her opinion. We should ask her when she's on again about her opinions on this show. Because I'm very curious how she views all this th- all this now. Me too. Like, I'm not sure. Like, because she could have a very different valid opinion about all the stuff we talked about. We did kind of agree quite a bit. We did. And I'm, I'm curious if she, I'm actually kind of hoping she has a different opinion because I want to have this discussion in a, in a mature way. And this is the place to have it about whether this show is bad or good. And when there's a lot of evidence for both directions, I think. I I think we have become the Dark Horse podcast at this point. Like, I know <laughs> no one listens to us at all. There's like five of you still listening. We, and you're like, shut the hell up. But, I think I think we should really like make sure like if this is any podcast, they, they need to listen to this one. This is the overly animated podcast. I think in a nutshell, like us talking about these topics. Like this to me is the quintessential episode. And. It's not the show I'd expect it to be from. No, it's not. Like, the thing... Like, here's the thing. I've... I, I've been debating for a long time whether or not to say I'm in the LGBT community. Like, yeah. but it's always been, like, on Steven Universe. Like, I thought if any show was gonna make me feel the need to say that about myself, it was gonna be Steven Universe. Yeah. And it's fucking Mike Tyson. No, but I was talking about this. It's the The reason is is because when you're agreeing with people, you don't feel the need to argue and justify things. But we're not sure if this is bad. And we're not going to cover, let's be honest, on the Overland of my podcast, 
we're not going to cover any shows we think are inherently bad. This is the closest we're going to get. There's you know a reason I mean? we don't cover Mr. Pickles. Yes, and if we get, but if this is the closest we're going to get, this is the only time we're going to get to talk about the differences and the problems and whether things are problems. And so then I think it's kind of, I think it's great that you talked about it here. I think this is the, I think this is actually a pretty logical place to talk about it. Like, yeah, I think I, it's great, man. I'm glad you, I'm glad you stepped up and did it. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. So we're at an hour, 10 minutes. Is there anything left we can possibly say? Um, I'm going to try to keep it to just Mike Tyson in general and not about this other conversation because I think we've run the well dry for now. We can talk, we can, I think we're going to, talk about this every week two weeks at this point like i think we are just we're going to it's going to happen it's going to happen and michelle's gonna be really confused when she comes back on in two weeks and be like what did you guys talk about what happened how are we the highest rated podcast like i don't think i don't think she's gonna does she listen to the podcast she's not on i don't know i don't know because She's going to be very confused if she just doesn't listen to this podcast. But I think I think we should touch on um, – there are two more episodes coming up, and they're regularly scheduled. There's no weird stuff going on. It's sad that we have to say that, but they're coming out. In, 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 there's one we're airing on June – we're recording this June 11th because Justin was on a vacation, and there's another one. Yeah, I was on a wonderful vacation. Yeah. I'm not trying to be a host right now. I'm just trying to – because I have the Wikipedia page open. That's Let's all. And I see it. that there's an, there's an episode tonight, and there's an episode in a week from now, and there's an episode a week from then, and there's an episode a week from then. Like, it's – very consistent, which is nice. It Let is, me tell you, it's so nice. Oh my god, it I, is I enjoyable. Also, you know what's interesting? All about that bass is higher has higher viewer ratings than Love Letters, which is kind of sad. Yes, by about it looks like two hundred to three hundred thousand. About so to 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 give the episodes for the next two uh, uh, weeks because we our next podcast tonight's is Foxcroft Academy for Boys, followed by a mine is a terrible thing to waste, which is one of the most Dude. overused titles ever. But 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 still, a mine is a terrible thing to waste. I'm a geologist. I hope I can get to, I can talk about rocks in two weeks. I get to talk about I can just talk to you guys about rocks. You're gonna pop on. Justin may know a lot about um, gay betrayals in media, but let me tell you about, tell you rocks. about rocks. Like, I'm also so I've been uh, I, it's been mentioned a couple times, a couple times in a on the Facebook group and stuff that I have a theory about Steven Universe. I'm going to find a place to talk about that, Justin, because I have a very detailed theory based on geology and chemistry based on Steven Universe. Can we do and an I'm, episode? Either it has to be an episode or an article. I want a geologist opinion. I want like the the it, geologist theory guide to Steven Universe. I don't think it would be an article because I because it would be very dry unless we talked. So I think I'd rather have someone there to bounce off of with questions or just to keep it entertaining. Because what I have to talk about is not the most exciting stuff. It'd be a but very sentimental very... episode. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Don't sentimental. Yeah, we need a metamorphosis for the podcast. Okay, you have one more left. Can you get the third one in? Oh, I, I I can't remember what it is. You oh my god! I'm a communication danger. I avoid igniting, science. You're igniting my anger here, Justin. Ig, 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 Ignatius. Igneous. You Igneous. almost got. But this is what I mean. It's the topic isn't that interesting. Geology, I love it, but it's not it something rocks. you can. It yeah, it does. It was it's very nice. I'm sorry. It's very nice. Uh, we don't it's have. Not that, it's not that schisty. 
You you brought I have to tell you every geologist major knows puns. But anyways, to to finish this off, like what I was saying was just it probably wouldn't work as an article. It'd be very 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 dry because it involves a lot of chemistry, and it's much easier to have someone me say a chemical formula and someone be like, I don't really care about that. I care about what you're talking about there, and just skip over it. But in an article, like you see the chemical formulas, and you're like, I'm not reading this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you can get you can get because I want it there for the people who want to know all that. But also, I want to make sure people who don't want to know the chemistry will also have an interesting theory based on geology. You know what I mean? Right. And if and if I just have an article filled with chemical formulas, people will just be like, I don't want to read this. But some people do enjoy that, and I want to give at least that part of it, like a little bit of chemistry, because there is that is a major part of this theory, and it does fit. But anyways, we've been going now, dude. We're, we're, we need to keep going, right? We need to keep going for the longest the podcast longest ever. Longest podcast? Like, no, because the Bethesda conference starts in two hours. Well, we can make we can just podcast until then, right? No, I need to eat. <laughs> but anyways, what I was trying to say was, uh, there's also is is how do you know how long the season is? Is it 13 episodes as well? They're usually that, 10. 10? Oh, 10. Sorry. So we well, have two the more. The first one was 10. The last one was 20. I don't mm. know if this is going to be 10 or 20. Well, actually, if you look up a lot of stuff, um, season two, it's called season two, but production wise, it's actually two seasons. Okay. It's, um. It's actually, and it makes sense because the episode that is episode 10 in season two based on airing is an episode that's the episode that you meet Pigeon's wife. And that makes sense as a season finale. You know what I mean? Like this, yeah, interest, this character or whatever. And then it immediately picks up again as just a normal episode. And if you right. cut it off there and make those two seasons, it actually makes a lot of sense. You know what I mean? And so I'm saying you know what I mean a lot and I apologize. I know what I'm, you mean. No, I mean, no, I mean, um, <laughs> I need to stop yeah, saying see? that. That's a bad take. Yeah. 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 We're going to, we're, uh, and then we have to talk about robots, right? Yes, that's <laughs> tomorrow night. That we decided an hour ago that we're doing this. I can't believe it's been an hour. <laughs> but what I was saying is, I, this is technically season four production wise, I think, after I did a little research. So that's interesting, I guess. So I think, I don't think we should expect 20 episodes. I think we should expect 10. So, we're almost halfway through then. Um, wow. Almost. So, you can find all the information on this podcast at <laughs> overlyanimated.com. Support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thank you to all our current patrons, especially our patrons of the podcast, Phoenician, aka Fusion. Thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, John Ryan, Steve, and Alex. I don't want to plug anything. Um, thank If you're still listening, guys, wow, and thank you. You might be someone who might be a patron. You're probably a patron. I would, yeah. Yeah. I would take bets on that. Anyone who's finished this podcast is either a patron or someone who should seriously consider it. Because if you liked this conversation, we will be doing this a lot. You mean, you adjusted, I think. But you know what? I'm going to do a bonus. I'm going to do a bonus for all the people who who stuck, who sucked it up and are still here. I, uh, as happens with me, I accidentally have two copies of a game on Steam. Oh. So if you have Steam, you can't win. Aw. So if you have Steam... And you would like a copy of Plague Inc. Evolved. Oh, did you get that on the Humble Bundle, too? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, I, I, we'll be talking after this podcast. Okay. Because this was a sad month for Humble Bundle, I think. But anywho, if if you want a free copy of Plague Inc. Evolved, just email me with like a brief, your brief thoughts on this episode. Brief. But also, yeah, and we we might talk about it next ep- next podcast, if it's interesting. Yeah. I'll probably, we'll probably do. Actually, we'll probably, we'll probably talk about whether it's interesting or not, just because we want to see what other people think about it. 
I'll cause... probably wait and instead of just giving it to the first person. I'm probably gonna wait and then just do a rap like a random drawing. Okay. So probably by, I'll. That's. I don't know See, when it's going like... out. So within a week of this going out, just send me an email and you'll be automatically entered to win a copy of Plague Inc. Evolved. Because I like by the to way, just you guys. By the way, Justin, for the future, maybe we should add, do contests and giveaways and stuff at the beginning of the hour podcast, not at the end. No, it's a, it's only for the true patrons and the true fans. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, I am so confused what happened just now. I am so confused. It's not over yet. Thank, just Can I say thank you to Hugh because he started this whole conversation? Thank you, Hugh. Like, I, I wasn't sure how... Because when you send me your emails... Like, no offense, I was genuinely concerned, like, oh, this is such a lighthearted podcast, how are we going to work it in? And then you just created the most poignant 75 minutes of podcast I've ever been a part of. So I think, thank I, you. Do you. How confused is Dylan going to be when he gets this podcast to edit? Like, just to, because uh, he's going to be so confused on so many levels. We discussed politics. Um, Wonder Mike Woman. Tyson. Just, Wonder Mike Woman. Tyson as a person. Oh, um, as a person separating Trump. art from characters. Trump, yes. presidents. Um, I came out of the closet. Uh, we talked about um, the talked about being bad or good. Talked about progressive shows and I'm um, progressive. We talked about Family Guy. Talked we talked about walking the line. I said that phrase a lot, but I think I, I said a lot. Mr. Pickles, but that's normal. That's normal. I, by the way, I said the phrase walking the line a lot because I think that's just. That is the way you talk about this, and I think that's unfortunate that there's only really one phrase for that, but that's just how it is. But um, we talked about a lot of stuff, and I think it was a good conversation, Justin. It's I really like talking about stuff episode. with you. Thank you for joining me. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next time, assuming you come back. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.